considering what Pastor Josias mentioned earlier, I'm going to add this before I continue the rest of the message. May we be instruments of peace. Amen? May we take that stand. May it become part of your identity 100%. May you be instruments of peace, all of us. Amen? And we commit to that. When I was a child, teenager, I think even in um, college, when I couldn't fall asleep, I would pray. You see, when I pray, I end up falling asleep and don't even get to say amen. So, I can't fall asleep, pray, mm, you're out. That never happens to me anymore. Do you know of anyone, have you heard that before? We fall asleep, and then the next morning, did I even say amen? Mm. Falling asleep while praying happens to many of us. Our hearts are in the right place. We want to pray. It's common to pray at the end of the day because we're grateful, because we are aware of the needs for the next morning. But our bodies and our minds are tired. It's a common struggle for many Christians. For some of us, praying can be boring. No? Um, during prayer, it seems like every and any distraction possible comes our way in that moment. The phone lights up and we have got to check what's happening. Any sound, we have got to investigate what it was. Sounds including our stomach growling. I'm hungry. So then we say, on my way to the kitchen, on your way to the kitchen, everything happens and you just have to move on. And prayer will, do, will become something to do later. And by definition, later always leads to later. I will fail you this morning I will undermine the truth of the word if I impart guilt over you today. That's not my objective. We're talking about prayer. It's not my objective for guilt approach. But I do want to bring perspective 
perspective in the need to revisit the spiritual practice as a very important Christian practice so that we may realign or align to the very least expand our understanding, our perspective to a panorama view about God, ourselves, and our lives through prayer. That's how amazing prayer is. One way to understand what prayer is, talking and listening with and to God. It's a communion. It's communication with God. One of the best, or I would say best example of, of good framework of what a prayer can include, we all prayed it just a few minutes ago, the Lord's Prayer. You can revisit that, Matthew 6, to give you an idea. If you're wondering how to pray, the Lord's Prayer is a good place for you. So I say that to make that the basis. At least be aware that prayer is listening and talking with God. That's our basis. I'm not going to expound on that today. I'm assuming that we can start from there and move forward. Okay? I want to talk about prayer as expressed by the apostles Paul and Timothy. I want us to notice through this particular Bible text how they and why they prayed and how they motivated those who received the letter of why and how to pray. So I want to read Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. I'm going to read it once, um, and then I'm going to go back and read it while including certain commentaries throughout. So here is Colossians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us, Paul and Timothy as well, that God will open to us a door for the word that we may declare the mystery of Christ for which I, we are in prison, so that I may reveal it clearly as I should. Amen. You can continue looking at the words as I point them out. The first word you see is devote. What does devote mean? Start thinking. Devote can include the meaning of loyalty, commitment, you're committed, you're loyal, you are enthusiastically, lovingly committed to a cause, to a person, to an activity, it's dedication, it includes the meaning of attentiveness, admiration, those are a few of the definition for devotion. So, right off the bat, church, commit, dedicate, be loyal, be attentive, enthusiastically and lovingly to prayer. Next phrase, 
keeping alert in it with thanksgiving. I want to talk, that's one of my favorite phrases there, that piece of keeping alert. The meaning behind this particular alert, awaken, alert, vigilant, diligent, as opposed to inert, right? Immobile, inactive, sluggish. What's the risk of being inactive, lazy, sluggish? When we're sluggish or lazy about it, I didn't even realize what I just did. I tend to slump. Okay, so we slump, right? We slump. And when that happens, when that slump takes place, something else rises. Apathy. When we slow down, the sluggish, the inactivity, in other words, indifference, the lack of wanting to make a difference, indifference or apathy rises. Here's the danger, it continues. The, the word apathy stems from the meaning of without feeling. Indifference. So we not only just pray to not to avoid doing wrong and sin, but there is a risk in doing nothing at all without feeling, normalizing because it happens too common, protecting our hearts to stop hurting. Let me just stay away from it. Indifferent. And the state of indifference subdues apathy, subdues empathy, and the hope to make a difference. So, when not much matters, caution, eh, that thanksgiving decreases because nothing's happening, there's nothing to be grateful for. So when that decreases, when gratitude decreases, something else rises, no, it's not good either. Grumbling increases. So if nothing else gets done, grumbling over being grateful. Do you see? A lot loaded, packed in that first verse. So with that, just one verse so far, can you see how Paul and Timothy value prayer? Can you see how you are invited to wonder how much we value prayer if that's our goal or objective, our space for growth? There is so much more to prayer than disclosing our needs and requests. That is critical. Continue doing that, please. It is critical and priority, I would say. Review the Lord's Prayer. We ask several times during the Lord's Prayer. But it's not the only purpose for prayer. Now, verse 3 
mentions a request. Yay, let's go for the request. The request goes like this. At the same time, pray for us. In this case, Paul and Timothy. So they're asking for prayer. And they're asking for prayer for a door, for a way through, for an access. Here's what's interesting. I'm going to jump real quick to the last part of verse 3 to then work my way back. Is Paul and Timothy, according to the text you may see on the screen, are they in paradise? No. They're asking for prayer while they are apprehended in confinement, in prison, in a little bit of a pickle, in a bind. They're asking for prayer and the prayer in order for a door to be granted, not for them to get out, but above that, not that they don't want to get out. Let's be realistic. They share that at other passages, okay? But above that, meaning that's there, above that, so that the hope of Jesus Christ is extended to more and more people. That's their passion. That's their ultimate desire. Wow. That is devotion to prayer. Their prayer, above all, is that the word of truth, love, and salvation be shared and be expressed and be given to others. That is keeping alert. That is being aware. Um, when I see you, and empathy is there, and gratitude for what has been given to me by the grace of God. When I see the tears or the indifference, I don't shy away from it. I want to extend it to you. That's empathy. That's gratitude. Amen. And clearly, this text, and Paul and Timothy as a great example, is telling us this is what it looks like to be the very opposite of apathy. Last week, I said that our starting point as Christians is to believe that God is our source, God is the door, God is always the way, your starting point. Amen. Amen. But then I also said, I hope that we can wonder, I hope that we can further develop our faith so that one time and many more, we may always find ourselves asking, what do you expect of us? Do you see how they are living that out? They are in prison and their desire is to extend God's word. When we believe that God is the author of our lives and that we are called to collaborate in our life story, we are called to engage. We're not called to be inactive. God is the author of your life. Yes, your starting point. 
But it's also saying collaborate, join into the unfolding of your story. So you're part of this relationship to live it out with hope. In other words, to be fully present and active for, and here is key, for God's glory. For God's glory? For God's glory in the name of Jesus. In other words, for God's glory. So it's not only of what the blessing you will receive, brothers and sisters, but it's also how you are to fulfill your life's work. How do you offer your life's work for God's glory? And when we do that, when we keep in mind God's glory as our ultimate goal, O majestic God, as we sang, holy, holy are you. When we want God Almighty to be the center at the top, your prayer just got transformed. For now you are not at the center of your prayer. Therefore, prayer is the opposite of self-centeredness. Many times we are to be at the center. I get it, depending on the situation. But I encourage you, as you hope, and I hope that you want to grow your faith, to notice how you pray, notice your patterns, notice your habits, and and hopefully remember that there's more to prayer, and it's the opposite of you being always the center of that prayer. God is the author, you're one of the main characters, yay for us, but God is in it as well. Amen. So we are to remove ourselves, at least once in a while, of being the I, 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 I. And that helps with the piece of empathy versus apathy. Prayer is not tallying points with God. Prayer points to God. Half, now I'm going to go further now. Two, we may declare the mystery of Christ. Verse 3, halfway through verse 3. Within that context, please know that the term mystery is used for the term gospel. The good news. So, so that we may declare the what? The gospel. Even more modern terms, so that we may declare the good news of Christ. Now link that with verse 4. So that we may reveal the good news of Jesus Christ as we should, as it's very, very much needed. You see? The mystery of Christ is that although it doesn't make sense and things are not working out and things are yet to continue to grow, there's, and it entails faith because you can't see it yet, the good news is that God is with us, God loves you, God forgives, and God continues to transform. Amen. Their request for prayer is to take the good news and plant it in the center of other people's lives. And they did. 
even in prison. They even got the guards going. And it got so registered that in 2019, you and I have it. At the center of our lives, I hope. And now, if we value and want to be imitators of devoted yet imperfect human beings like Paul and Timothy were, devote yourselves to prayer, commit that way, so that the good news continues to reveal in your life for the sake of another that needs empathy. And there, full circle. This prayer is characterized by such thankfulness. And hear me on this, and I hope you can share it with someone needing this. Prayer characterized by such thankfulness is not a technique for ignoring life's problems and pains. Mm -mm. Like Paul and Timothy, when you are in a bind, when you are confined through Jesus Christ, you and I will put those problems and pain back into their place. Amen. And for some of us in that urgent need, without disrespecting, we will put it under our feet. We will put it back into place. And what is that? Smaller than God's greatness. For God is beyond that. So if our problems are big, God's grace is bigger. If the problems and the pains and the sorrow are prevalent, we'll remember that God's promise is superlative to that. Amen. So as we prepare for communion, if it applies to you, if it helps you, come eagerly, willing to devote a sacred time to be in communion with God, praying with such vigilance and alertness, with a deep sense of gratitude, recognizing that there's yet to be done and unfolded in your life. And for God's glory, it'll be hope for someone else. May this be a great opportunity for you to gain perspective. And as you receive that, it's an open table. Everyone, everyone is welcome to receive it. Do it for what we have just shared or I've shared. And be mindful and think of those who are hurting today, who are lacking comfort because they're facing the trauma in Texas and other places in Ohio. May we never be indifferent. Gracious God, we give you thanks. Thanks.